If you're new or you feel like, uh, not really new, but I don't know how to get plugged in. Uh, we want to sit down with you, uh, tell you a little bit more about Wellhouse, what we do, and and help you plug in uh, a little bit better. And we're excited about that. I was thinking about this this morning, uh, watching Adam Cunningham sing, and I thought, okay, the name, right? I mean, Steve Cunningham, Adam Cunningham, and, and the beard. I mean, his is cooler than mine, but uh, my, I got a little gray. Um, so maybe... <laughs> So maybe we're related, but then I heard him singing. I was like, no, nobody in my family, <laughs> nobody in my family can sing like that. So we're glad that, uh, that he was able to fill in, and we're grateful for uh, Chris and, and um, just the rest that he gets to have on his vocal cords. I want to tell you just a, just a short little bit about Wellhouse. Um, my family moved here in October to, to work with this church and, uh, and we have been blessed to get to know you, to serve alongside of you. We've been blessed to get to serve alongside of a leadership team uh, of, comprised of great people. And we love them. We love the way they love us and help us lead this church. I want you to know that. that that's from the bottom of my heart that I appreciate them. And I appreciate our shepherds. Our shepherds are the people who really help pray for and, and help you connect in spiritual ways. So if that's something that you're struggling with, uh, then I want you to know our shepherds here. So I'm going to invite them up. And at the same time, uh, I want to let you know that we're uh, adding some, we're affirming some new shepherds. You've seen them around. Uh, if you've been here any length of time, uh, Brad and Kathy Watts, they get here. I don't know when, when Brad gets here. He probably gets here at like three in the morning. Uh, just because he's insane like that, I guess. When I show up every morning to help, uh, every Sunday morning to help, he's like the sweatiest guy I've ever seen. He's just, but sweaty in a good way because he is the guy who's rolling out the tarps and setting up the chairs and making sure that your spot is ready for you. And that's the kind of heart they have. So shepherds, if you come on, come on. Oh, waiting. This time we're waiting for Jason. So. Right, there you go. If you guys would come on out. My wife makes me leave that early. Uh, oh, she makes you leave that early. So kick him out. Wonderful. Well, these are our shepherds here. And if you don't know them, I want you to know them because they are wonderful people who want to truly help you in your life to seek out God and to follow him more closely. And we're so excited to have the Watts on board uh, and, and, and ministering to this uh, church family here at Wellhouse. So would you join me in prayer over them? Father God, we are thankful for you. We're thankful that you uh, have blessed Wellhouse in so many wonderful ways. God, I pray that we will continue to submit to you so that you'll continue to help us pour out the blessing to other people. Father, I thank you for these shepherds. I thank you for their hearts. I thank you for the way that they care for other people. I thank you for the way that they surrender their life to your will. And Father, I ask that you would give them the courage and strength to continue to lead people to Christ, to continue to be the shoulder that people can lean on and cry with, that, that you would help encourage them as they encourage other people. And Father, give them strength as they shepherd this flock here at Wellhouse. We're so thankful for them. God, fill them up. It's in your name that we pray, the whole church says. Amen. Give them a hand, folks.
Jeff, if you come on up, uh, I want to uh, I want to tell you that we're closing out this series. Won't you be my neighbor? Uh, and I hope it's been a beneficial series to you to see how people serve in so many different ways. Uh, we started off the series by looking at Front Porch Ministry. And if you remember, it was just a couple, husband and wife, and they had a family, and they felt like God was calling them into an area that they were not really comfortable with and just opening up their door. And God has used that and, and has blessed that. And then we, we had the, um, the time talking with uh, the Goodlessville middle school uh, principal and vice principal and, and how they look at their job as a ministry, right? That, that maybe they, they wouldn't call themselves ministers, but every day they're walking down the hallway with this idea that, man, God has put me here for a reason. Of course, last week we talked uh, to Stephen Young and Home Street Home, and we really explored this idea of how do you continue on in serving, right? When things get tough and, and, and when things don't really go the way that you anticipated, and we grow and we learn from that, and we're blessed by Home Street Home being able to serve with them today. Uh, we have Jeff Cordell with us. Jeff, if you want to have a seat there, we're going to get you a microphone. I'm going to grab this one right here. Or do we have one? Oh, we have one. Oh, perfect. See, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just just the pretty face here, Jeff, and then we're really in trouble. We're really in trouble. Well, Jeff, uh, you are with the Help Center, the Goodlessville Help Center. And the Goodlessville Help Center started just over 40 years ago, or a little bit over 40 years ago, in this community. And it was really founded out of a way to, uh, to, to fill some needs around us, needs of, of people who were experiencing hard times, whether it be food, transportation, a place to stay, whatever it is. Uh, that, that we recognized the need. And so a group of people came together and they formed the, the help center here. And out of that, it's really grown quite a bit. Uh, you guys do a whole lot of things. In fact, if you're familiar with the thrift store, it's Treasure Hunters. They're on the corner of Maine and Park uh, River. Ri yes, yes. See, I'm still learning my way around, all right? But I did pretty good. I did pretty good. Um, and so you guys have that, and that helps fund a lot of the things that you do through the Help Center. Tell me a little bit about some of the stuff that you guys do through the Help Center, if you don't mind. Sure. The main thing we do is uh, we feed people, and uh, uh, we're a food pantry. But we'll also pay utilities for people. We'll put gas in their car. We'll pay for medicine. And if they're transient and just, you know, coming through goes, we'll put them in a motel for a couple nights if they need that. And so I, I want you guys to know a little bit about that because there's a couple of ways you can help out uh, the Goodlettsville Help Center. One of the ways that you can help them is just by donating. Another way you can help them is if you drop off, how many of you have ever had like a rummage sale or you thought about having a rummage sale and you're like, that's a lot of work. Um, and so you're like, I'll just, I don't know what to do with this. Take it on over to Treasure Hunters. Yes. Drop it off there. They will take that money, and then that money goes into helping feed people in this community. Exactly. And so that's a great way to help out. You can go by there and shop and buy something. That's another great way. Uh, you can buy back the stuff that you donated if you want to, and that would be a great way. That, so, that happens sometimes. For <laughs> some reason, my wife, who's not here, she's, she will never watch this. She would do that. So, um, so, so you don't wife. tell her either, okay? Um, 
Um, so you guys are active in this community and really helping meet a need. And, and our goal is not to uh, be Wellhouse where we start up a food pantry. We want to support you guys. Um, but as we talk about this ministry opportunity, you're helping people who are kind of, they're struggling along in life. Uh, and, you know, I'm sure there's a part of you that really wants to help people succeed. You want to see people kind of, uh, you meet them here and you want to help them get to there. But I'm sure that probably doesn't happen all the time, right? And so today I wanted to have this dialogue as we talk about who's my neighbor. And sometimes you probably thought about like, hey, listen, I really want to, I really want to help somebody. I really want to do a good thing. And then we get into it and and we start to feel like, am I being successful? Am I failing at this? And I'm sure that's something that you've wrestled through in this ministry. Are we, are we helping? Is this, is this failing? How do, we, how do we determine between success and failure? So if you don't mind sharing a little bit about some of the successes that you've seen and how do you measure success in helping other people? Sure. We see a lot of success at the, at the Help Center. You know, our main goal is it's not just homeless people. It's just people that are down on their luck. And, they, and especially with COVID hit, they, they've, they've lost their job. And, and so <clears throat> what we want to see them is we're, they're welcome anytime. And we don't turn any, anyone down. But a success story is when they, they don't need us anymore and they become donors. Mm-hmm. That's a huge success. And that happens to us a lot. Uh, matter of fact, our manager at the thrift store was our client for many years. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was... Uh, uh, a single mother with twins, and she walked to work. And uh, after she paid all of her bills, she didn't have enough for, for food. Mm-hmm. And so she, she came to us a lot. And now she's the manager of the thrift store. She owns her own house. And that's just a great success story mm-hmm. for us, you know, to, to see that. So that's what we, we see a lot of. And, 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 and they might be just, you know, I don't come every month now. I just come six times a year. You know, that's a success story for, for a lot of our clients. Mm-hmm. So. Absolutely. So, so it's nice when you're able to see those yes. successes and you see how people, their lives are being transformed, yes. but I'm sure that doesn't happen all the time, <laughs> right? And so what do you do when you feel like you're failing? Or maybe it's not working out the way that you had hoped when you're, when you're trying to help somebody out. I know I've been there before. I'm sure you've been there before, right, where you're trying, you're pouring into somebody else. Maybe it's you're pouring into your family, or maybe it's you're pouring into your spouse or your, your children or a coworker or somebody else along the way, and it just it feels like it's this black hole of, you know, I keep trying, I keep trying, but nothing's changing. And so have you been there before with the Help Center, maybe even personally, and then how do you deal with, the, the feeling of failing. Well, yeah, and we, we have a lot of clients that are repeats. And, and I've been there for seven years, and there's some that they're still coming. Mm. You know, I, I feel like, I personally feel like they're, they're, we, we failed them. You know, we, we haven't helped them enough. But, you know, in their mind, we deal with a lot of mental illness also. So in their mind, they're succeeding. Because they're coming there and getting food. You know, you, you just, you can't think the way they do. So our failure sometimes are really success for, for our clients. Mm-hmm. So you're redefining 
the failure, not based on necessarily how you guys well, we, right, would exactly. interpret it, right? Your your goal is to help people kind of take a next step, a next step, a next step, but sometimes redefining what that looks like yes. and saying, all right, I'm succeeding because they know I'm a safe place. I'm succeeding because they know they can come here and get the help that they need. And, and maybe I'll never see the growth from that. I'm sure you have experienced yeah, and it. And it's baby steps for, for a lot of them. I mean, you know, like I said, for some, again, I, I look at it as failure. You know, you're, you're still coming here seven years later. But, but again, it might be they've cut down three times a year or they cut down six times a year, that is a success for them. Mm -hmm. But, you know, in my mind, you're still here, Right. you know. How do you, how, and we talked about this the other day, but you, you mentioned that there's a, there's a large majority of people who come to you and, and they're struggling maybe with um, some mental health disorders or maybe they're struggling with uh, addiction. Yes. Uh, and so sometimes in that, it, it, it can really be hard to understand right? Uh, if you've never had to deal with that before, then maybe, maybe you can be, you know, you can lose your temper really quick, you know, not understand. How do you deal with people who maybe think like, behave like, um, different, different than you do? Well, and I, it's, this has really helped me. I have a, I have a family member that, uh, he was, uh, he, he was on, he was an electrician by trade, uh, great family, kids, and uh, his wife committed suicide, and then he got into alcohol and drugs, and, and he lost it all. You know, and I, I could see right there that a normal person like me could end up homeless. You know, and so I think that really helps me because I have actually lived it. So I can, you know, I understand what they're going through, and and it's tough. It's really tough. Just again to get out of bed. It's tough on some of these people. Mm -hmm. And to make it down to the help center to get their food is a huge undertaking. Mm -hmm. And and like I said, I, I can understand why people would get upset with them, and, but, but I get it. Mm -hmm. I get it because I've lived it, mm -hmm. you know, with a very, very close family member. Yeah. We, um, I, th I think one of the tendencies in serving other people um, we, we can kind of walk away with a wall or some cynicism yes. Yes. Um, because we've been burned before, right? I mean, you've probably been there before where you, you help somebody and then they took advantage of it and then you help them again and they took advantage of it again and then you're trying to think like, all right, should I give them a third chance? And it took you a little while, but you built it back up and you're like, all right, I'm going to do it one more time. And then they took advantage of it again and and over time, I think what happens is we become cynical, not just of that person, but then we kind of spread that out generally, right? We, right. we are like, all right, all people like this are whatever way, right? I've been there before. You're probably there too, right? You've been there before. And so my thought is there's probably been a time, Jeff, where you have been taken advantage of a few times, right, and dealing with uh, what you do. So how do you, day in and day out, because this is what you do, uh, you, you help people, you know, all week long, how do you avoid building up that cynical wall of saying, oh man, I've seen, I've seen this type before, I know where we're going, and nope, and we're not, this isn't, this isn't happening. It, it's tough on, on some occasions, uh, 
but you know, I'm not the judge. You know, that that's the thing about it. I'm there to to serve, to help. And uh, now there is one that really gets me. Uh, they live in a million dollar home, and there are clients. They come in for free food, mm-hmm. and uh, it does raise my blood pressure. Okay, I'll be honest with you. But you know, m- the way I look at it is maybe I'm hoping that they're taking it to somebody that needs it. Mm-hmm. But I don't think they are, but that's what gets me through that client, you know. So it does happen, but, again, the bottom line is I'm there for the community. You know, they hired me, <clears throat> excuse me, to serve and to help and not to judge. Mm-hmm. We can find, I think it's really easy to find ourselves in a place of judging or prejudging, yes. right, people, circumstances, yes. and then we kind of build those walls. And so even in the circumstance that you're mentioning of where you're like, Hey, wait a second. I don't feel good about that. <laughs> no, even don't. even in some of those things, you recognize, all right, that's not what I'm here for. I'm not here right. to, to determine, you know, who's the neediest and who's not. Right. I'm I'm here to provide help to that's people it. who show up. And so that really is our purpose. I'm curious though, how did you you mentioned you've been doing this for seven years? And before this time, many people may not know this, you served as a principal. Yes. So how does a guy who's, uh, and, and by the way, I spent a lot of time with principals in my past. It was. <laughs> I did That's why I ended up it's, a, it's amazing that we're sitting this close and, and my backside doesn't hurt. In fact, so because um, I grew up in that generation. Um, how did you go from principal to now you're the guy who is in the community and he's handing out food to people in need. Uh, yeah, I, I ended up my education career 20 years as a principal. And uh, I retired, and my wife has a lot to do with it. About three months in, she said, get out of the house. You are <laughs> driving me crazy. So, But what really happened was... I went to sit with my mother for Mother's Day at her church, Gullsville First Baptist. And uh, as I was leaving, the president of the board of the Gullsville Health Center ran me down in the parking lot and said, Jeff, are you looking for a job? And I said, no, but my wife is looking for a job for me. <laughs> and that's how it happened. I mean, it was, it was a God thing. Uh, I'm just telling you because uh, uh, from that day forward, it's been, it's been wonderful. And, you know, and people that are in public education know what I'm talking about here in a second is, you know, they've taken God out of church, out of schools and the Bible. And, and you've got to be very careful or you're going to be sued by the ACLU. And, and they're just watching. And now I'm ending my, my professional career in a place where we have scripture on the wall. We hand out Bibles. We pray with our clients. So it's, mm. it's been a blessing for me. Mm. You mentioned, I'd love for you to share this because uh, you, you did share this with me about how you were noticing something that was happening at church. And so you decided to kind of maybe take a couple of extra steps mm-hmm. to say, hey, I, I, you know, nobody's asking me to do this, right. but I see a need and, and I feel like I'm responsible to do something about it. Would you, would you talk a little bit sure. about that? I'm a member of Connell United Methodist Church. It's a the church on the hill behind the Colin Garrett funeral home. And uh, I just noticed before service, uh, these people, I didn't know who they were, but they, they're coming off the streets and they're bothering my pastor for gas money or for whatever. 
and he's trying to get ready to preach, you know. And it just, I don't know, a light bulb went out of my head, and I said, you know what? Let me try to help my pastor. So I told my pastor, I said, listen, just send them to me. If, if, if we're at church, send them to me. And, uh, but any other time they're walking, you know, into your office, send them to the help center. Because what we realized was not only were they hitting Connell, but they were hitting the Methodist church and the Baptist church and, and the uh, church of Christ. I mean, they were hitting all of them. So, so I met with every pastor in our city and just said, listen, send them to the help center. You know, you don't, you, you have enough on your plate. I can't, I, I can't imagine what your job is, you know. And Joe, send them to me and let me take care of them. And if it's on a weekend, send them to the police because the police will do the same thing that we do. We'll put them in a, they'll put them up in a motel room if they need it. Now, if they don't want to go to the police, something's wrong, you know. So you don't really, you got to be careful on that. But that's how, you know, I think every church, in our little city, we'll send them now. Anybody that walks in, we'll send them to us. The thing I love about that, uh, Jeff, is that nobody asked you to have that conversation, yeah. right? It wasn't like, all right, we're going to start up a new ministry here, <laughs> and we're going we're gonna to name Jeff, and he's going to be the head of that and, thing. Uh, and uh, is that okay, you know, Jeff, right. if you do that, right. that you were, you were cognizant to see, to look around and see a need, and then to do something about it, right? And, and I think sometimes there is a pause in us, right? If you were honest with yourself, and I can say this about myself, like I kind of wait, and then, you know, when somebody's like, all right, now you can, you know, it's your turn, or coax me into, you know, talk me into, you know, how should I be a part of this? I'm going to wait on the Holy Spirit, you know, to, to, you know, whatever. And you're, And how this happened for you is you're like, I'm observing, I'm observing, yep. all right, and I see a need, and if I see the need, I'm going to fill the need. I'm going to fill the need. And so you you take that and you you step right in. And that wound up being not just at the place where you worship, but right. that's at, at a lot of places now uh, in Goodlessville that, that you have been the point person for them to say, hey, thanks. Um, for helping out. Thanks for filling this need. Um, and so I think that encourages us, can encourage us to say, hey, listen, if you see the need, step in, right? If you, if you see a place where you can serve, step in and be a part of that. Yes. Jeff, uh, as you look at kind of the future of the Help Center and what it's doing here, where, where would you like to see it go? You know, I, I'd like to I'd like to expand. Of course, we, we need to get we need to get bigger, but we need to find. I think our our next goal is find housing for people. You know, we can feed them and we can help with a lot of their bills and medicine, but a lot of them just you know they don't have the down payment to get into place, mm -hmm. and I, that's what I would like to to expand on it. I don't know if it will ever reach it while I'm in there, but I think one day, you know, our city needs to build something for these people because, because you know, like I said, a lot of them are working. They're hard workers. and But again, at the end of the month, there's just not any money there left. Mm -hmm. And uh, 
and that's how they lose their house or they lose they can't live in their apartment. So I like uh, housing is a big thing for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to I want to go ahead and invite up our our Wellhouse band uh, as we kind of close out. But I want to ask you one last question as as we do. We've been going through, we're wrapping up this series, Won't You Be My Neighbor? And of course, you're familiar, right, with the Good Samaritan and, and how there's this question at the beginning, you know, who is my neighbor? It's, it's this justification. And what we're realizing throughout this is being a neighbor kind of happens wherever you are, yes. right? It can happen at work. It can happen in your own home. It can happen yes. by kind of looking around and seeing, you know, it can it can pull you out of your comfort zones. We talked with Stephen last week. Sometimes it's, it's God taking your past and then leveraging it for somebody else's future. And so, as we look at all of those things, you know, we, we recognize that our neighbor is everywhere and that we're called to do good work everywhere we go. Yes. Uh, and we're really trying to embrace this idea of, of Wellhouse being a place for good, that wherever we are, we're the place for good. And so I would love for you, you know, if you could challenge us to think about you know, what it means to be a neighbor or, or maybe even just share with us from your heart about, you know, what you feel like uh, Christ calls us to be in, in neighboring other people. If you, if you want to give us a challenge uh, as we kind of close out, lay that out for us. Yeah, you know, I just, and again, you've already said it, being a neighbor is a huge thing, you know, and, and loving each other and caring for each other. And, uh, you know, there's always... There's always someone that needs a hug. There's always someone that needs somebody to tell them I love you mm-hmm. and that I care for you. And, you know, that's my challenge to, yeah. to all of you is just let's, let's help anybody that needs help. Appreciate that. Jeff, thank you so much for thank joining you, us too. today. I want to pray over you. And so if you join uh, with me in praying over Jeff and the Help Center here in Goodlessville, and just a reminder to, to be the, the good neighbor, to find the good uh, where you are and to serve where you see fit, all right? Would you pray with me? Father God, we are so thankful for Jeff. We're thankful for the way in which you opened his eyes up to needs and that he was willing to say yes, even though I'm sure there was some reserve there. And God, through the course of time, as as he met challenges and frustrations and obstacles, God, you continued to give him a spirit that was strong and courageous. And God, I pray for Jeff and I pray for the Help Center that they would continue to be your light in this community. God, that as people show up there and they have various needs, Maybe some are just broken and weary and hopeless. And God, there might be some that are not there. Whatever, they show up and they see the hands and feet, face of our Savior. So God, fill them up. Allow them to pour out blessings on all they need. And God, help us. Help us to be the good neighbor, to be a place for good no matter where we are, in school or in our own home, with our spouse, our kids, our coworkers. God, that we continue to share your love and your light with all those we meet. And we pray all of this in the power and might of 
your son, Jesus Christ. The church says,